welcome to another episode of Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for players and game masters to design perfect characters through imperfection. We cover all forms of game design, from interesting and engaging backstory creation to campaign and NPC development. Enjoy, remember to play what you love, and may your characters do something epic. Welcome back to Rolling Imperfection, the podcast for role players and GMs for story-driven campaigns. I'm Steve. And I'm Kevin. And uh, today we're talking about GM favoritism, you know, picking your favorite GMs and uh, rewarding them handsomely for uh, doing such a good job and doing all the heavy lifting and uh, also for being team MVP. I, I really wish, uh, I really wish it was that. <laughs> <laughs> When's GM Appreciation Day? <laughs> um every game if yeah i was gonna say right. whatever your game night is <laughs> once a week <laughs> cross cross fingers um, yeah um yeah gm favoritism it's uh it's a thing that i think all gms struggle with but i don't know how actively many of uh, many gms like really you know think about it or take it on or even really comprehend it you know what i mean yeah i know what you mean yeah and since I'm dedicated to half-hour podcast episodes of <laughs> analyzing things way, way, way too deeply, I thought this would be a great topic. <laughs> Short episodes analyzed deeply. Yes, this is how we get our episodes, yes. <laughs> hey, hey, I'd argue like some of our half-hour episodes are actually pretty deep for <laughs> the subjects they dive into. Oh, they are. I mean, this this one's an improvement. We don't have, you know, like 30 books on this list, so... That's because we're not doing a genre episode, Steve. True. We're, we'll get back to those uh, <laughs> later uh, Later next season. <laughs> That's not uh, far off. Next, season, next season's pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's in a couple of episodes. We'll see. I haven't really conceptualized the next anything. So, But yeah, sorry, I cut you off. What were you about to say? I don't know. What was I about to say? What, what, what did you cut me off? I don't remember. We're not playing one of my RPs, so my mind reading powers are in fact limited. Oh, uh, So true. I have no idea. True. <laughs> yeah, you seem to have some sort of like sonar on what on the things I'm going to do most of the time. It is really strange. Oh, is that I don't know cuz I feel like you outplayed me this last game we played, so Oh, did I? Um I mean, I've I've tried in in this game <laughs> in uh our Kids on Bikes game. I tried. I tried yeah. to do that the first day. It was like, "Oh man, I'm doing so good. I've got all this stuff going on." And it's like, "Yes, you're doing just fine." Grin. <laughs> just fine but i don't know like what, what did i sideswipe you on in uh our last kids on bikes um i had anticipated that the your character sarah reaction was going to be a little bit more intense but instead oh you just decided to be like uh it's i don't because... know that i really care about all that drama it's <laughs> because like... it's because how she worded it and how he would have interpreted it, which I don't know if anyone oh. caught, is uh, she was basically like, like, oh, yeah, I sleep with a lot of people. But she didn't say I sleep with a lot of people. She's like, oh, yeah, I've dated a lot of people at first is what she said. And so he was just like, oh, well, that doesn't matter. You know, people have to go on dates and stuff like that. Like, what's the big deal? Um, and he's like, oh, I don't care. And then she made it clear that it was like, oh yeah, she's sleeping with them. And then he was like, uh, well, I'm not going to change what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just like, 
Uh, well, I don't know the answer to that off the top of my head, but we're here. <laughs> so, I mean, fair enough. Um, I don't think it was out of character. So, yeah, I was just like, well, okay then. We're not we're not going to have we're not going to have drama <laughs> or at least not as much drama. I will go drama el- elsewhere, I guess. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like so we'll, uh, I also we'll see. I don't know how I would like how he would have like processed that or if that like cuz I think that's not something I was like expecting to like actually be a situation that that character would have to go through so like there was absolutely no thought process before that so when it laid out and he was just like oh yeah it's fine and it's like oh you sleep with the- oh mm. like well <laughs> if, it, if I, the I, character made his choice he's gonna be like oh mm. <laughs> i do think it's interesting because i will tell the listeners steve is not necessarily wrong though i think you the player and it's kind of how your character would do it so i kind of like it you're not exactly right with what was said, but I do think it's kind of interesting. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Did I like, I'm gonna... miss a certain part of it? or Yes. Oh, okay. You you missed a couple of things, but that's okay. That's perfectly fine. These are the kind of things where lesson learned, maybe I have to... Maybe I should have prepped that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, sometimes having your players know what's going to happen and be thinking ahead about it is a good thing. And sometimes it's a bad thing. And sometimes like big ideas, revelations, etc., don't necessarily come off, but I don't know. I'm always one to take it in stride. Uh, honestly, I'm a little speaking of GM favoritism. Don't worry. Don't worry. Listener. We'll get back to it. One of our classic tangents. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to talk about how we've been doing anyway. That's um, true. So yeah, I do think, Last time was definitely one of my like, oh yeah, I have like a ton of plot threads that I kind of have to just deal with, you know? Okay. So yeah. it was less of a, I need to plan stuff and more of a, okay, how, what pressures do I want to apply? Um, and oh man, I have a great one for the end of next session. I just haven't decided <laughs> to do it to yet. Uh, though I will tell you right now, uh, Nick is a pretty leading candidate. I need to, need to really, uh, really shake him up a little bit. Uh, although he was pretty tired last last time we played. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. But, yeah. So, I'm not 100% happy with how... Well, I'm happy with what went down, and I'm not, like, mad about it. I just feel like I could have made it a little tighter. Um, like, the, the plot um, events. But, I don't know. I was thinking two sessions ahead again. That's, that's always dangerous, GMs. Oh. Try to keep your mind on the present session. Otherwise... You end up with like a weird attenuated session, which happens to me. And then the next session is like an insane, like usually it's an insane series of events for me that my players really like. But to get there, I often have these like weird, like, I don't know, we're just picking up plot threads, doing things, letting the players run around. It's fine. So, yeah. <sighs> Planning. Uh, but There's yeah, an episode I know this for that. The... True, true. Should take my own advice. I do. I do honestly kind of take my own advice, but sometimes, sometimes it just doesn't work. I don't know. Maybe I should talk about that. Eh, it's hard. It's, it's, it's often easy to know what you should do, but you don't always do it. So eh. hindsight is twenty twenty. True. Um, and I've had worse episodes. Oh yeah. I don't think it was a bad episode. No, so. no, definitely, definitely not. Yeah. I just think it was like, I don't know, a little more mid than I wanted. So 
I, I, I yeah. don't know. Sarah uh, kicked, teleported a dude out into the ocean. That's kind of cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> were you planning for that you... to happen? or? <laughs> yes, I was planning Oh, you for were? That oh, okay. <laughs> or I, I planned that it could happen. Um, yeah. I don't think anyone's quite realized a couple of things that I did either. So, yeah, we'll have fun next session. But Oh, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> That is another fun thing where you kind of subtly drop people doing things and everyone's like, oh, that's cool. And then you're like, well, you haven't thought about the ramifications of this thing actually happening and what that means. So, yeah, don't worry about it. I'm sorry. There's a long pause here because I'm having horrible <laughs> ideas in my mind. Thank you. I'm going to have nightmares. Good. Oh, uh, but yeah, we had, a, we had a pretty good session on the first, actually. Uh, this is, I know... You, listener, have listened to an episode already, but this is actually our first episode we've recorded in 2023. Uh, so, Happy New Year. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Happy New Year. <laughs> I, I think the best thing I've heard was actually when I was at the supermarket and someone was like, yeah, or no, it wasn't at the supermarket. It was at the comic book shop because um, I'm a nerd. But <laughs> he's like, uh, the the owner... Um, who I, I, I don't see very often. I usually go on the days when he's not there, but I happened to stop by and he happened to be there. And he was like, yeah, I think my mindset is just, I got to kick this year's ass. And I was like, you know, given the last several years, I feel like that's just inappropriate. We're not even going to give this year a chance. You just got to kick its ass, you know? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, how about you, Steve? Doing all right? Uh, I mean, I mean, other than I got uh, sick pretty bad. Um. I mean, I guess like we're not putting this on, you know, a place where, I mean, it might end up on YouTube, but <laughs> one day, <laughs> um, I guess I can say it once and it won't trigger the algorithm on YouTube, but I got COVID. So, uh, but I'm good. So yay. New year. <laughs> I'm healthy again. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I'm glad you're feeling better. Uh, I've said this all off, off record as well. Everyone, by the way. Um, I'm I'm so, glad we recorded a lot of stuff in advance because <laughs> yeah I don't know what we would have done if I had to record it. I sounded like you know I'd been smoking six packs of cigarettes a day. It would have been a monster solo episode. Yeah, probably. <laughs> or maybe it probably replaced me. <laughs> it would have been me and Monsters debate about the Warlock class. <laughs> oh no! Right now. <laughs> I'm not there to defend it. I hired Trong <laughs> to be my replacement uh, representative of. Uh, uh, warlock enthusiasts. Well, now I'm imagining just like a three on one, like all three of you arguing against me. <laughs> oh wait, is I, is is monster supportive of warlocks? I thought I thought you were saying that you the two of you would be. Oh yeah, warlocks suck. <laughs> no, I think monsters pro warlock. Oh, okay. I think monster does understand why I don't like warlocks. So. Oh yeah, I understand as well. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, we should probably do topic. <laughs> <laughs> we should we should probably do topic. we're way more sidelined than usual <laughs> welcome to just chatting number four <laughs> yeah where we start off saying we're gonna talk about gm favoritism and then just don't <laughs> i've altered the deal pray i don't alter it again but uh yeah maybe we should include like a time one of us ch jumps in at the start. okay we're about to go on a long digression jump to this timestamp <laughs> to listen to the actual topic I mean, I can uh, do that if you want. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how we'll necessary see. it is. Oh, okay. We'll see yeah. how much of that got cut out. Um, yeah, that's true, too. Yeah. Watch. This is like, this ended up being, 
watch. This ends up just being like minute two. <laughs> and people are like, I don't know. The intro seemed kind of short to me. <laughs> it's not. There's going to be at least five minutes. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. GM favoritism. Uh, so what is it actually? You mean it's not when you pick your favorite GMs and uh, worship them and give them, you know, no, lavish no. goods like, like, like in uh, like... Munchkin? No? Man, I wish. <laughs> Honestly, hang on. Hang on. Two, two second digression. <laughs> Those Munchkin cards of like gaining a level because you did something for your GM, they are not fiction, okay? <laughs> <laughs> you, would, you, would, you would give me a level in a D&D game if I got you pizza? I would definitely... Uh, I would definitely uh, show a little favoritism to to bring it back around. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I just feel like those are the kind of things that show that you're like into the game. Like I was thinking, like draw your character's picture in a couple of those that are in that game. Oh, okay. They're really yeah. cool. So, yeah. Uh, but no, sadly, GM favoritism is I think something that just is in every game, and I think it's something that changes every game. But generally, I'm talking about when a GM favors a player or players, and I'm mostly leaning towards when that becomes a problem. Because like I said, I think it's just in every game. I think I think we all have our favorite players, and we try to like appeal to them as GMs. And I think it can be rough when you're not that player to play in that game sometimes, you know? Yeah, I get what you mean. And it's not always just like, the same player every time too is like sometimes you have a player that's responding um like better in a given day than the other players so you start indulging them more in that game uh in that particular session and so it can be it may not necessarily be like a specific person every single time it may like change uh depending on the situation but yeah um yeah like i think you noted that i was favoring nick a little more not the kids on bike session we were just talking about but the one before that if you listen to last episode uh, <laughs> but i think i tend to switch i try to highlight everyone um and honestly if we're talking about kids on bikes the one i'm not highlighting as much as i probably should is trong but he's kind of been just making his own fun so yeah <laughs> but it it's it's something I try to think about. And it comes from being a teacher where when you're a teacher, you definitely have the students who you think are the best and the students who you think are the fucking worst. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler, if you're a student, you didn't know that your teacher thought that way. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I uh, the key is to try not to show it. But I mean, if a student is really like responding to your class, is really engaged, and then you have someone who just kind of sits in the back and like barely looks at you, it's not that difficult to figure out. <laughs> yeah. So um, I think it's a little different in an RP because I feel like I feel like it can be that. I feel like it can be the player who's really into it, and then the player who's just not that into it, and that definitely happens. But I think there can be other, you know, issues going on. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean... And... Oh, yeah, go ahead. I mean, like, I can't think of a situation where this happened, but, like, I could totally see it happening. Uh, Like, I could see a situation where someone has something happen between them and one of their players outside of the game, and they feel bad for it, and so then they start, you know, like, doing things for them in the game as, like, kind of a way to make up for it. <laughs> Yeah. Because I've seen the opposite, <laughs> but <laughs> you know what, what I mean? What is the opposite? Huh? 
What is the opposite, Steve? Oh, the opposite is so when something know. happens outside of the game and you end up punishing them in the game for the things that are happening outside of the game. <laughs> mm. Yeah, mm. don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. Yeah, don't do that. Um, the GM antagonism. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think there's a level of it you're just going to have to get. Each character is not always going to be as favored in each session. If it's a good GM, they're going to try to rotate it around a bit. Um, the problem is when it comes to like actually really, really impacting the game where someone starts getting like more items or better items or more money out of the game. And I think those very tangible things can kind of be the start, kind of the basic. And I specifically think of this when, and I do think it was actually in the rules, but it also seemed kind of like, I mean, Steve, who did GMX favor? Uh, In the game that you're about to reference? Honestly, I think it was in pretty much any game that, that he was actually in. Uh, I felt like he was trying to like appease you. Really? In a, in a lot of stuff, but... God, he was bad at appeasing me. Sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I think you... I'm, I'm not disagreeing. I think you might be right. I just think... I, I remember, I, I remember him to trying please. to do stuff. Like I, like, I don't know if you noticed this all that much, but I noticed he was trying to, like, do, like, witty, clever, like, almost, like, written story type stuff and, like, acting movie stuff to be like, hey, look how cool this is. This is the stuff that I can do. And you were just not... You're like, but that doesn't matter in what we're doing. <laughs> so mine just went over your head is just uninteresting. But I remember him trying to do a lot of that type of stuff and like directing stuff like that to you. And you just didn't like maybe. bite. But I don't know what you're referring to because like, I think maybe like maybe you're referring to monster. I am referring to monster. Okay. Yeah. Cause like, but the, the example you're going to give is like, it's like favoritism and then the exact opposite. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm kind of confused. I'm like, he, I mean, he did, but then he's like, he was just like, hey, man, I love you. I hope you realize that. And then he'd slap him in the face. <laughs> That's basically what it was. So we're referring to GMX's um, Vampire the Masquerade game, where Monster started off with a motorcycle, and none of the rest of us started off with any form of transportation at all. Yeah. In fact, I'm pretty sure the rest of us started off with like nothing. Yeah, no, we had we had nothing. Uh I remember like I was just like uh like a magician or whatever. Like originally like that was his profession before. And so you're like, Oh yeah, you're a magician, but you're you're poor and you have no vehicle. And it's like, Okay, I have no vehicle in LA. <laughs> yeah. Essentially fantasy LA. Right? You know, how am I supposed to how, like how do you get around LA without a car? Yeah, I mean, it was the same with me. He was like, oh, you're a teacher, but you have no vehicle and no friends and no, like, colleagues or yeah, anything. Yeah, how, how the heck are you supposed to get to school without a car? Oh, like, trust you... me. <laughs> if you're a teacher, and especially, like, a teacher poor enough to have no car, which means you probably don't have a permanent position at a school, which is really hard to get. Uh, No, you, you have to have a car because you're driving to multiple schools. Frequently, you're driving across Southern California to multiple schools. It's ridiculous. Uh, this was before I became an actual teacher, just so everyone knows uh, who's listening. But yeah, yeah. So he did give him that motorcycle, and then he had a giant monster destroy it. <laughs> yeah. Because monster did something that he like didn't want to do or something like that, or 
I don't know. It was no. out of his hands and just what that group of things would do. No, literally what it was was he decided to go into a specific... He, he went into essentially like Chinatown is what uh, he called it. But he like drove his motorcycle there and that like according to his like, you know, like story thing in his brain, there's a monster there. His monster like showed up and then destroyed the motorcycle before anything else could happen. No reactions possible. No, no like, can I try and like like spot it or scoot out of the way or something. It's like, no, this is uh like me, no, like teaching you a scene. lesson. Yeah. Cause you're not supposed to have a vehicle that's too overpowered. <laughs> and like, I, I remember, I remember him mentioning this. I'm pretty sure it was in the rules that he gets a motorcycle because he was part of a group. That's a biker gang. Like that's what he picked. Yeah. That's one of the things they got. It's one of their traits. And he just like took it away. Cause it's like, I can't have any of you have a vehicle. Like why? Yeah. Whereas all of us probably should have had vehicles. Yeah, it, it. I mean, I don't think it took anything away from that game. It, it, like, if, if we anything, had. I think it. I think it actually did take something away from that game. Us not having. But... Oh yeah, what I meant is like it didn't. It didn't take away like story elements or whatever. Like he didn't. He didn't no, capitalize it... on us not having transportation in any way. Yeah, yeah. But I think it started off as him kind of trying to favor monster and kind of trying to appease monster yeah. uh which he did in other games too <laughs> so. oh yeah I, I remember that too that's why i was confused who you're talking about because like yeah he favored uh monster quite a bit but he also did a lot of crap to monster <laughs> so i'm like <laughs> fair enough i mean he did a lot of crap to me too <laughs> yeah i don't know if it was so. him realizing that he's doing favoritism and then he's just like oh well i can't have that i can't you know do this to everyone else and so I'll just take it away again. Like, maybe that's what... Like, I don't know what went through his head with that motorcycle thing. Like, I have no idea. But... I think, like I said, he is very set in, like, his, Oh, no, this thing happens when you go here. Which is a terrible mindset to have. Because, like, what's the point of role-playing if you're just going to go into a place, get a cutscene? Like... Yeah. Yeah. That's video games, not role-playing. Uh, which is a lot of... A lot of the issue that GMX had. Um, yeah. So I really do think it was that. But yeah, that kind of thing can definitely affect how much, not only the, the, the one player who's getting stuff, but also the other players, right? Because the other players are looking like, I didn't get shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. And I do want to uh, say. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, So when we're talking about like, you know, items and. Uh, better items or more money and stuff like that and like essentially spoiling a specific player for this uh it's not included if this has to do with player actions we're talking out of the player actions control so i feel like yeah if in my crimson knight game like one of the things is one of my players has a um a list separate hand in a jar sorry never mind go ahead i mean you do but <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, but one of my players has a list and they're trying to do stuff on that list. And one of the, like, if, I mean, it's sort of a benefit, but not really guaranteed in all situations, but sometimes he will get, uh, money. This is monsters character. He may get money for doing the things on that list. And I feel like if he's going to go through and do the role play and do the actions to do that thing, that makes sense. If 
he gets more money as a result of that at the end of a session than the other players. But as long as I'm giving everyone, you know, like equal pay for the things that they do as a story as a group, I feel like that's fine because just the same, Kevin could go out and have his character go and decide to, you know, pick up a job and do some actions and make some additional money as well. So the opportunities there, it's just that like from a role play element, I already have that like built into his character. And so he is like easy access for that. Other people may have to like pick up something, but that's more of like player action getting a reward. And so we're not supposed to be talking about that unless you're only giving one player an opportunity to ever get more. So, which is definitely a thing. I also yeah. think even with that, you should be giving players like that's essentially a backstory plot thing. And anyone's backstory plot thing can provide a little bit of like we were saying with like a little bit outsized outcome that can happen to anyone, not just someone who's like a bounty hunter. It can happen, you know, with I mean, Charlotte's technically a hacker thief. So, yeah, um, I know our friend Kay's character is also a thief, sort of. Uh, So these things can happen. And I do think it's up to a GM to kind of like be aware of how things are shaking out. Maybe someone hasn't gotten something in a while, so you throw them a few bones. Now, it's up to them to take them or not, but, you know, you can balance it out is the big the big point, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Uh, I think a uh, another easy thing to spot is uh, letting things slide, giving a, giving a player a couple more re-rolls, maybe uh, letting one specific player add some dice, or uh, doing what I call... Uh, god fingering a dice which sounds dirty now that i say it out loud but it's not dirty um, it's when the gm you know the role's there this is presumably at a physical table and uh you know the gm uh, reaches out their their finger and just kind of nudges the dice on to a better result now i've done this steve yes. many times yeah many many times <laughs> it's 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 true yeah i mean like to be fair like i think all the time well okay no, no i'm right okay let, let, let me let me let me be real here and uh call out some uh favoritism but favoritism that i didn't really care about personally um so there was i think two situations that i can recall off the top of my head are the only times i can ever recall you using the quote-unquote god finger and like oh well that's actually a 20 or whatever you know you you push it to a different side and the dice is a different result now um usually a 20 for me yeah usually a 20 um those, oh, sorry, no, there's three times now that I think about it, actually. So there are one where we need to, like, do something to progress the story, and it involved a check, but for some stupid reason, we're all just, like, butterfingers, and we can't succeed on a stupid roll, and he's just like, okay, enough time has passed, boom, here you go. <laughs> yeah. you, you progress, we can move on now, which makes sense. That's not really favoritism. Um, no. One of the others is like special plot event happens and you want it to be kind of like an epic moment and you pushed it over to be like, hey, look, you know, like you did like a special crit. Go ahead and like roll your stuff as if you were, you know, getting a critical hit or whatever, because this is like a big moment for your character. And yes. that I don't I never saw as favoritism. To be honest, though, there has been a few times where you have uh, done the Godfinger for uh, the wife a few times. But I don't think yes. you ever went overboard with it. Like I, and I don't ever remember like being like I feel cheated in that situation. Um, so I don't know about other players at the table, but like I never thought it was a big deal. 
Because you didn't do it Thank that often. You. That, yeah, that is something I'm worried about and something we're going to talk about in the next section. Yeah. <laughs> but um, but it does happen. Like, it, it, it happens it, it all the time. Happens. It's just, it may be hard to spot. <laughs> yeah. So I think it's important there to kind of have specific moments that you can explain like oh when you did this oh when you did that and you know if the gm explains oh that was to move the plot along or oh i just wanted them to really have like a big moment yeah i think that's fine i think i think it's fair for a player to then ask okay cool am i gonna get a big moment and to which the gm should probably say yeah yeah like if you role play it and work for it yeah so i think this is like with tangible stuff it's easier to point out the letting things slide's a little bit more difficult, but it is noticeable. Yeah. So going from there to probably the hardest thing to really point out and something, well, honestly, for me as a GM, I think it's the easiest thing to keep track of because I don't remember all the little roles and shit. And I honestly like have to refresh myself on what the players have and what I've given them sometimes. <laughs> You're also just, a very just like, oh, just roll some dice and tell me, you know, whether you succeed or fail. I believe you because I trust you guys. Just what, just, just tell me the things that, that happened there and then whatever. <laughs> I Well, yeah, I'm also the type of GM who's like, oh, my God, rolling dice. What a fatigue. What a pain. How fatiguing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, but getting one player more story, more attention more opportunities to stand out is also a potential problem, right? I think I've definitely had games where I've favored, usually it's, I favor a couple players too much and like leave out a couple players, or at least that's what it seems like in my mind. But I try to kind of go back and forth with it. Uh, I've realized recently that my ideal is probably actually three players and i think i can balance that really well i don't know i don't know how you feel about that steve um you mean like balancing three fav- uh three players without like favoriting like any of them in particular yeah um i would i mean my I- i've never had a game with three players so i can't <laughs> fair enough i can't see these games steve's yeah. games all have uh like five to seven players yeah i wanted i wanted to have three players for one of them for my first one and that just didn't happen <laughs> just two True. players got added to it um but i think that's correct because uh, like when you have a lot of players it's like it's almost like you're trying to go around the table and be like okay like i've i've looked at this side of the table quite a bit the last hour i should really be looking over the left side of the table but I'm also at that point, you know, it's been an hour looking at the right side of the table. I feel really bad. I don't know if I even want to lock eyes with anyone over there. I'm feeling <laughs> super horrible. You know, like I understand that that pain. Um, yeah. So which is I've, why I usually try to have multiple things running at the same time and why I feel a little bad, like I say, yeah. about last session, because I feel like Steve had a lot of pull for a lot of it. Monster was doing his thing. Trong was doing his thing. And Nick was just like out. Nick <laughs> was not i was like trying to bring him in and he just he resists he resists but uh <laughs> yeah i mean that happens like i uh i i've had situations where i'm like oh this character will probably want to engage in this and they decide not to and i didn't have anything else planned um we've talked about that yeah. before it it happens sometimes just like on accident 
Um, it's always good to have multiple things planned and try to get yeah. multiple things rolling. Uh, like in the last session, I actually had a big thing where Monster and Trong decided for perfectly legitimate plot reasons to head to a different city. And I was like, fuck, I can't get everyone in that car. So I kind of had to like manage it, cut it short a little bit, bounce back and forth a couple of times between where they were and where uh, the other players where Steven and Nick were. And I think that is balancing like the juggling act is tough. You'll always fail. But I think what we're talking about here is when it's just a clear player, just getting, you know, just like story, like funneled to them. And everyone else is just like, where, where be the hooks? I see no hooks. Did I miss a hook? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, no, I know what you mean. Like, I, it was something that like, I didn't think about um in my Crimson Night game, but there was uh, a planet that you guys were on. And it had a big science fair and I basically separated everybody. And so they're all like on their own going yes. through the city. And um, the issue wasn't really that I was like, like managing everybody. It was more of that. Like I put what I thought was a, a good number of like plot hooks and information and stuff like that. I had like, I even had like a character you guys never met that could have like, someone could have gone to the convention. You actually probably could have run into them. You just never did. Um, or what you did at the convention hall didn't, didn't put you in communication with them. Uh, so there was just like a plot that a like thread that didn't get picked up. So I had like all these things planned, but one of my players is just like, I'm going to go and do these things. And I happen to get a bunch of information. Here's information guys plot dump. Um, here's what's going on. And, uh, like from, I was just like, oh, well he, this is just what he picked up. But you and probably everyone else was just like, what he like went to a bar and like talked to some dudes underground. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> how? And like, how did he, how did I mean, you of all people get all this information? And it happened like I mean, twice in a row too. And I was just, that made me think, yeah. I was like. Maybe I'm doing something wrong. I still haven't like fully figured out. That's been so long since those sessions. Like, yeah, but I've been trying to I mean, figure was, out how to balance that. I was busy doing my own version of the fugitive. So I was fine for that game. But yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, it wasn't me. It was the one armed man. <laughs> literally, literally one handed technically, but you know, yeah, so. <laughs> not that so, big of a difference. No, no, but yeah. So, with the story beats, I would definitely say like, hey, what hooks have I had the last couple of sessions, especially if you're uh, you're feeling a little dry. You're feeling like, I don't know that I'm getting a lot, you know, and it might be that you have to work something out with the GM. It might just be that your GM finds your character a little like a little too straightforward. Maybe there's something you can work out, some like wrinkle you could add to your backstory. Stories change. Stories can be made better. So, yeah. Uh, I also think relationships can complicate this whole dynamic because as Steve mentioned before, sometimes it's your significant other, right? When I was playing with my, well, actually, I don't think I've ever played with her since we've been married. No, you so have not. So she was my no. girlfriend and or fiance. Uh, <laughs> I but, think it was just girlfriend at the time. I don't know. Well, I don't know at what point you proposed, but yeah. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, Darn it, you should. <laughs> Nah. <laughs> He's it's more when you started me. dating and then when you got married Th those are the important days true true uh we had an admittedly long courtship uh which you'll never let me forget about 
So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> gotta say, getting real here on the podcast. Tips. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah. So, relationships matter. There are certain things that are more forgivable and certain things that are less forgivable. So, like, if someone's a new player, they're probably going to get some favoritism. Yeah. Because they need it. <laughs> now, I think this can go a little far, and probably one of my most egregious examples of this is our good buddy M. His uh, wife, while, while they were still dating, actually, um, she joined one of my games, and she's new, and I really wanted to make her feel included. And I think I showed her a little bit too much favoritism. Like... I think I let her take over a little bit too much of the plot. I did see that so. at first a little bit, yeah. But, like, I understood, you know, the reason behind it, which I guess that's another thing on favorite terms, just, like, to be brief on it, is that it also depends on, like, your group. You know, as long as your your yeah. group understands certain situations, like a new player, for example, then it may not be... You may have more flexibility, I guess, um, with doing some favoritism but just don't go overboard if your group is not accommodating then be careful <laughs> yeah but i think this can also happen with like best friends or better friends though yeah. i find myself kind of doing the opposite of this i'll usually be like eh steven monster are fine <laughs> <laughs> let me do something else yeah yeah so yeah uh we mentioned the significant other thing which i think gets probably a little bit more leeway though the GM is just devoting a campaign to their significant other. It can get really annoying to all the other players at the table. Yeah. I mean, I've heard <laughs> horror stories of that. Like, I don't, yeah, I don't think I've, I've, I mean, I've seen, I, I, I've seen some game or I've been in some games where there has been, um, not, not Kevin as, as GM, but I mean, you, you've done some favoritism to, um, your girlfriend. 100% willing yeah. to admit. Yeah. Like there, there's, there's, there's been some, uh, I don't think you're the worst, uh, like, GM that I've been in. I mean, I didn't really mind him as a GM, but I think Big J had some favoritism for his girlfriend that, at the time through some of his games. That uh, is exactly who I was thinking Yeah, of. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I think he was the biggest offender, but, like, I don't remember ever getting angry about it. Like, it didn't, like, frustrate me. It was just more of just, like, oh. Um, it didn't kill the game. No, it didn't. It didn't get that far which hopefully you realize that it's happening before it ever gets that far and then you can correct it. Or um, a player lets you know, like, hey, I get it. You don't want to sleep on the couch. But <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. are other players at the table. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And I think this can also happen if you're trying to, like, impress a stranger, kind of along the lines of the new player thing, where you're yeah. just like, oh, I don't know this person all that well. I really need to, like, to, like draw them in. Um, and I... I don't think I've actually, I think Trong was like the last really new player I brought into my main group. I definitely have played games where it's like a bunch of new people. So <laughs> that was like interesting, but it didn't cause favoritism because everyone was new. And I was, you know, I, I was just I'm, trying to make it cool for everybody. I think the the most recent like players you've had uh, aside from Trong were Friend K and M's wife. Um, and I don't think you gave friend K any real favoritism that I can recall. Uh, maybe a little. I Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, other than that one time you're just like, okay, well, we're going to have a Frozen episode because she really wants Frozen. <laughs> hey, that Frozen episode was designed for everyone to have fun. 
I don't want to hear it, Mister. But... I'm gonna slide down an ice track as a walrus and have okay, a great time. Okay, that was time. amazing. All right, I don't forget See? the glowing top hat. But yes, the glowing top. Yes, yeah. I, I I I rest my case. The frozen episode was for all. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah. See, I don't. I think you can have like a little bit of favoritism. Like you can take a request, but you can make it for everyone. Like that's like the bottom line when you approach someone. And are like, hey, I think I think you're showing a little bit of like favoritism towards someone. It's not about crush it like you should and you should never talk to them. No, it's about, hey, spread the love around a little bit, you know? Yeah. We're all, we're all here to have some fun. And and you don't and, have to think about it the other way or like where you're the GM and you're like, OK, well, I've done these three things for each of these players. If this one player, I did four things. So now I'm going to go back and give everyone else an additional thing. It's not it's not a, you know, like a perfectly balanced scale or whatever like you don't have to go that nitty-gritty with it don't worry about it some yeah. episodes will just you know naturally sometimes they may be more focused on one player than another and that's just how it is and so things are never going to be truly balanced but sorry i didn't mean yeah. to interrupt you no 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 you're all good yeah i mean the main thing is how much does it matter and how much is it affecting the game yeah build your case based on those things especially if you find that either you or someone else as a player is feeling more like an NPC, that's a problem. That needs to be addressed. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think you can talk with the GM. Uh, like I said, ask them to spread the love around. Try not to just take over as the new favorite. That can happen sometimes. A GM gets challenged and they overcompensate. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, as a player, um, tend to try to pull other character like my character have my character pull other characters and try to think of reasons to kind of pull more people into my stuff often and that can be good as a player um but yeah it might also be good to talk with both the gm and the player that they are showing favoritism for but i think that's really depends on the relationship that you have with the gm you have with the other player etc right so yeah just be careful with it and just you know Come with a case, come with an idea, right? Uh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't have anything to add on top of that, but Oh, okay. And yeah, yeah. Just gotta think about the angles. I know a lot of this always comes down to talk with the GM, but I think I really do think that favoritism is something that can be like lightly pointed out and like lightly corrected. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I I fully agree. Um you, yeah, you just don't want a, a game with like a main character and then the other players at the table are all NPCs. That's the worst. Yeah, no, that's terrible. Yeah. Um, and to kind of like touch on what you said just a moment ago is that like, I do think that like talking is one of the, the best solutions to pretty much any problem, even just outside of, you know, like tabletop gaming. <laughs> I mean, most problems can be resolved if people just talk about what their concerns and wants are. A lot of times like disagreements just come from people not understanding each other's sides so like if you're in a game and your gm is favored uh favoring another player and it's not you then you know they may not even see that they're doing that unless you speak up and then they realize like oh i didn't see that i thought i gave you like these things and maybe they were like had a lot of plot hooks that you just like like looked up at the sky and jumped right over without even realizing it and you're like yeah. oh i didn't realize that was for me and then maybe that was the gm's fault for not making them clear but you know like that type of stuff like you have to like have a conversation i feel 
And yeah, I don't think you should ever be afraid to do it. Yeah, we're in an age where we're very accepting. And hey, some some players, they need like a little more. They need like, you know, maybe it's a person who just really is bad at, at deciphering plot hooks. That yeah. can happen. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure I've been that player a few times. I'm sure I've overlooked quite a few plot hooks that you were totally expecting me to bite on. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think going back to your um, characters at a convention hall example. Yeah. I think you could have very easily, you know, had that npc just make an excuse for them to you know lit have the two players literally run into each other like boom bonk head you know oh (laughs) what have one of them have toast in their mouth like fucking anime because it's an anime game okay got it (laughs) (laughs) sometimes it needs to be that obvious though and i don't think that's necessarily a bad thing subtlety is cool but you need to have something going to have subtlety so yeah yeah anything else steve any other uh thoughts i think no. that was good good uh clarification yeah i I, th- I think we're good um i mean we're approaching our one hour uh regulatory mark um, i know i was like this is gonna be a half hour episode <laughs> it's actually probably gonna be closer to like 40 minutes by the time you're listening to this listener but yeah yeah we'll see so uh be sure to play what you love and until next time may your characters do something epic and uh everybody just uh just kick uh 2023's ass just go in get ready beat it down fuck it up and draw your character and get your gm draw- pie true we'll talk <laughs> favor about your gm <laughs> <laughs> make your gm favor you <laughs> yeah so there you go yeah kick 2023's ass and uh make your <laughs> kick your gm's ass and make him favor you <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fight club. Fight club it for everyone. <laughs> Wait, what? We're fighting ourselves? Oh, sorry, spoiler. Spoiler! What the <laughs> fuck? For a 20-year-old movie? Older. Older. Wait, what? it was before 2000? You're kidding. I, I, I have to look it fight up now. Fight club. 1999. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I had no idea. Yeah. I mean, you were that far Thank you for listening. If you have any comments, questions, interjections, queries, notes, formal challenges, or suppositions, please email us at roimperfection at gmail.com. That's R-O-I-M-P-E-R-F-E-C-T-I-O-N at symbol G-M-A-I-L dot com. Or follow us on Twitter at roimperfection or Instagram search roimperfection. You can also visit our website at roimperfection.com. If you enjoyed our work, leave us a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts. Have a great week, everybody.